episode of the Think and Grow podcast with your host, Dr. Z. And Professor P. <laughs> we are so excited for our guest today is Dr. Lulu. And Dr. Lulu is a momatrician, pediatrician, author, public speaker, coach for parents of the LGBTQ plus children community <laughs> that would make me laugh community yes, yes. Thank so you dr Lou, take yeah. it away tell us tell us of, about yourself your no journey. i was gonna i was saying thank you for taking your time to to say the letters out each one matters we all struggle with visibility everybody wants to be seen and heard and so if there's a letter there you know, people say alphabet soup, they call it alphabet community, but the truth is it's all part of the homophobia. If you take your mm. time to say the letters out correctly, each yeah. person feels seen. So I appreciate you starting with just saying the letters out. So my name is Dr. Lulu. I am a pediatrician. That's my That was my claim to fame for, what, 30 plus years? And mm. then in 2020, you know, I learned accidentally that my eldest child identified as trans, actually as non-binary, first of all. And while I was still trying to wrap my head around that, a year later, it was just kind of dropped on my laps. Oh, mom, by the way, I'm transgender on Christmas day. So I was like, okay, um, what do we wow. do? So I literally took off running. And I know when I say that people think, well, I, I'm, I'm not joking. I ran to the mall, which is about a 25 minute run. It just, I, I had to get out and get some air. And wow. so that part is true, but the part that I kind of made up is that when I got to the mall and I looked back, I saw all of them that were there. Fear, guilt, shame, overwhelm, confusion. They were like, where are you going, sis? <laughs> we came with you. And that is what happens when a, a parent, especially a black immigrant parent's child, drops those what we call bombs, nobody, no parent ever wants to hear that, but it is true. And so the whole idea is, do you create more damage by not affirming your child? Or do you right. do damage control by going to help your child with the journey from here on out? Because a lot of times we, I know my child said, mom, you were very transphobic when I was young. My house was very transphobic and i know exactly what the child meant i was the first one to say well why does that person have to be so girly why does that person have to why can't he just act like he's himself why does he have to be so gay why 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 and i did that even as i was married to my ex-wife because there's something mm. called internalized homophobia where you mm. as a queer person it only occurs in obviously because it's internalized homophobia. It only occurs in people who are actually queer. We have yeah. this sense of self-deprecation, self-hatred, lack of self-acceptance because the world has told us that there's something wrong with us. You know, you shouldn't be alive. You should be killed in some states, in some countries, right? You should yeah. not exist. And But what they forget is what I say all the time that if you took all the gay people, all the queer people, and killed all of them today, incinerated every last one of their bones, in exactly 40 weeks, new ones will be born because homosexuals are made by heterosexuals. And so what we need to do is step back and check ourselves and see where does that, where is that hatred, that fear, where does it come from? 
right. analyzing it. Um, so that's what I've been doing for the last two and a half years. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Once you face your fears, the only place you can go from there is up. And right. I want to tell other parents that it's possible. You can do it because guess what? I always end my emails with PS, your child is waiting. Your right. child is waiting. So thank you for the space. I appreciate it. Yeah, I love that. So what really I'm excited about having you on today is let's mention the I word. One of my favorite words, actually, which is ignorance. When people when people think, oh, my God, they're really ripping on me because they, they just called me ignorant. And I think oftentimes that word is taken out of context because when you really think about it, you're ignorant. It sounds, and it usually comes across with a tone, which makes it even worse. But people are frustrated, and what it really means is that you're just, you just don't know. You're uninformed. So I'm so excited to have you take us through everything today because you already mentioned binary. I'm thinking that it's great for our audience because they're going to hear a lot of things, terms that they, they're like, what, what, what the heck does that mean? So if you're on, you know, the he, her, all the things you see on LinkedIn and other places where people are declaring who they are and all these different things. This is awesome for you. I see that, see, I'm half full to overflowing. I start out the day half full and by the end, I'm usually overflowing. It's just, give me another beer because I'm celebrating because yeah. I had another I great day, it. right? So with all it. that blabber, take us through it. Tell us, well, I think you know, the what first is non-binary and just take us through the whole process and how you can educate and share with everybody, whichever way you'd like today. I think that the, the fair, to be fair to you, there's no, there's no podcast, no one hour long podcast that's long enough for years. I'm 54. My next birthday, I'll be 55. There's no podcast out there that is long enough to teach 55 years of of knowledge because I was that child that told my dad when I was 16 that I also liked girls. Mm -hmm. So I happen to be, I prefer to use queer, but I'm proudly bisexual and I've always been. And what I want the parents to understand is that it's not a reflection on you. What we do when we run away and when we are afraid and when we antagonize is we we make it about ourselves. Oh my God, my child is going to shame me. Oh my goodness, what are my neighbors going to say? What is my dad going to say? How am I going to tell my my father? <laughs> All of these things, right. when we internalize it, we make it about us and we forget the child. We yeah. forget that in today's world, no child is going to, with that right thinking mind, will say, oh mom, let me have a... Um, let me have a, a serving of gay and a side of fries. Nobody wants yeah. to be LGBT today because there's so much homophobia and transphobia. And actually people want you dead. Just wow. and imagine that the child who is already black in America that yeah. I spell with three K's right now is also transgender or is also gay. Imagine that child, what that child is facing already. <laughs> So let's just be, let's, let's call a thing a thing. And it's funny you said I, when you said I, I went to intersex. Most people forget that that's one of the letters. So the LG, so the, 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 the whole acronym as it stands today is L-G-B-T-Q-Q-I-A-A-P-P-O-2-S. 
That's where we are today. So most people don't know that, but the I there, I know Dr. Z knows because it stands for intersex. Up to 2% of today's world population are born intersex, which means that the person has a combination or a varying combination of both male and female chromosomes or internal genital organs or external genital organs so what we do is as parents and as physicians and as pediatricians when that child is born we first start by naming the child oh ambiguous genitalia or oh androgen sensitivity syndrome or something we put a big name to it mm. and then we choose the gender that we assign to the baby we choose that and usually in medicine it is quote unquote easier to construct of a jj so we assign them a default female gender now here's the catch there is gender assignment which is what i just talked about it's a boy it's a girl that's what i discussed in my most recent tedx talk we assign the baby that but gender identity is an internal personal sense of who you are as either male or female somewhere in between which is gender fluid a combination of both which is bi-gender or 2s or neither which is agender or non-binary so it's not like i said it's not something i'm just gonna sit up okay um here's your dinner eat your dinner 10 minutes you're done it's a lot. It's a lot of processes. Yeah. It's a lot of layers. And so I, as your child, because I was that queer teenager, and today I, as you, because I'm a parent of a queer child, I get it. Right. But because I get it, I also know that it's doable. You can support, you can affirm you can accept your child i haven't mentioned you can understand i say that because some of the children do not even understand what's happening and i mentioned that in my second tedx talk so i have three talks out there the yeah. second one i talk about this fact that a child may not fully understand because in their brain their body is telling them their brain is saying that you're a girl but outside, everyone is telling them you're a boy. Yeah. I want you to take a moment and imagine the child. Now, no amount of political rhetoric, no amount of Republican laws, no amount of outlawing it is going to change the fact that I wake up every morning as a girly girl. I see myself in the mirror as a woman, which is what is called cisgendered. Nothing can change that. And that is why if you're not transgender, you cannot open your mouth and tell someone that they're not because that's how they see themselves. You can call it a mental health disorder if you like. You can call it whatever you like, but you don't get a say. You don't get to tell the child that they are not what their brain offers them. That's like right. me saying, Zelda, you're not black. Or yeah. you're not white, or you know, or Dr. Z, Dr. P, you're not white. It's not something I don't have a say in it. But what happens is 
it's easier for society to assume that we're binary, which means either male or female, right. because there's a majority religion called Christianity, which believes that God only created Adam and Eve. And I want to go in there for a minute and play with their monkeys in their brain for a minute. It makes sense that God, in the beginning, for the sake of procreation, created a male and a female for that. But you cannot tell me that God did not create the intersex. 2% of 8 billion is a lot of people. And so if God made that person whole and complete, then can God also make someone who believes in their brain that they are cisgendered or transgendered? Why do we have to go meddling in their brain and telling them that they're not who they say they are. That is the argument. Yeah, and then, yes, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, it's interesting that you mentioned the intersex because, you know, I have seen, so I'm a, I'm a forensic pathologist. And so mm -hmm. I have had cases where somebody had undergone surgery to become a female mm -hmm. who was intersex and, and yes. then later on had subsequent surgeries because to, of complications yes. and started abusing drugs mm -hmm. and that's how they ended up on my autopsy table mm. so you know we're seeing less of that i think as parents are gaining an awareness not to you know go the surgical route mm -hmm. and allow the children to decide yes. which makes the most sense for them, for but them. they can at least keep the genitalia that God gave them. Mm -hmm. But how do you- That is so um, powerful. Even even before coach, we go to your question, even yeah, before we go to you, your- Before you get to the Oh, I'm sorry, question, you want to say? Even I'm before sorry. you- Oh, we all want to talk. I, I, I want to know, <laughs> even before you get to the question, I want to affirm- that statement uh. that people do get surgery to pro to make them a default gender externally, yeah. but internally, that's not who they are. And that makes sense why when they get older, they're like, well, this is not actually not who I am. And yeah. so they now go back and do surgery. And I wanted to go there because that is what I discuss as describe as childhood trauma extraordinaire if there's ever one childhood trauma is the number one as you know based on the aces study cause of substance abuse yeah. mm -hmm. mental health challenges and your good old friend suicide but what the drug companies want you to think is well it's a chemical imbalance let's give you some more medicine whose side effects by the way is suicidal ideation yeah. because right. it's, a, it's a capitalistic world let's make money out of this pill rather than going back to address what happened to that child yeah. what actually mm -hmm. happened to a child who was happy at two months happy at two years and at 20 years want to kill themselves what happened right. so anyway that's why What's my suicide happening? so yeah exactly. sorry to break in here but i think mm -hmm. this is really important i didn't i wasn't even aware of this a couple of years ago we watched this netflix brain stuff i love documentaries i'm a highly you know 
I love books and all that learning, right? Anything to learn. And I'm like, oh my God, they had this show. One of the episodes was the adolescent brain. I'm like, mm-hmm. adolescent brain, what's that? Well, you watch the episode. I highly recommend everybody track it down and go watch it because it's so interesting that, you know, that adolescent brain and risk taking all these things that kids do. It seems like the, the magic numbers, you know, 13 or so for, from puberty. And then they say, usually around 25, that's when that brain, you finally mature and you got all these young, especially young men are doing stupid stuff like lighting things off on fire and jumping off of things and taking all these crazy risks, right? So I want, I imagine, I can only imagine how does that play and make this even a more complicated situation. Complicated situation. I love what you said because that is one of the arguments of the people on the, I don't know what side of the aisle but let's just go left for the sake of conversation. The people on the left-hand side who are like, well, the child is too young. How does the child know? I love that question because what I say to them is, when you go back to pediatrics, which I just happen to be a pediatrician, gender recognition by any child begins at the age of two which means that usually by the age of four, a cisgendered boy knows that they're a cisgendered boy, that they're a boy. A cisgendered girl knows that she's a girl. And so the argument therefore is if those two people know, then why does the child who is trans not know? If you know that you are a girl in a girl's body, then you also know that you are a girl in a boy's body. You may not have the verbiage. You may not understand it. You may not get it, but that doesn't mean you don't have the inkling. Most people who are transphobic do not know a trans, um, transgender person. The study came out in the UK last week. 70 to 80% of hardcore transphobes do not know a single transgender person to even take a chance to ask them. They will tell you, my child will tell you, mom, I've always felt like a girl. And it's funny because when the child was growing up, I always said, stop acting like a girl. Stop acting like a girl. Why do you keep acting like a girl? And she, and now she goes by she, her, they, them. She said, mom, what is the, how do I, how is the guy? I said, the way you're acting is like a girl. You're not a girl. Stop acting like a girl. I said that all the time, which is why she declared that she made it. She said, mom, you were very transphobic when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So I want us to hear when, when a child is transgender, if you look at the human rights campaign website, there are three things that occur. Number one, the I is the child is insistent that they are not the gender you're raising them as. The second thing, the child is consistent in that mom, I am not a girl. I don't like wearing dresses or whatever. Then the the third one is the child is persistent. The behavior does not go away. So I see P insisting, mom, no, I am. And then what do you tell them? Go to your room, go to the psychiatrist, go get some medication. Let's fix this, right? The child consistently says, mom, but this is how I feel. This is how I feel. And what do you tell them? You're crazy. How can you say that? What do you mean? Who's been messing with you? Is the social media? Is the, you know, and then it's be, it, the behavior persists into adulthood. You ask a transgender person the question about transgenderness. 
You don't ask the child is thinking, I got to jump in here. They're thinking, what are you talking about? Nothing's broken. What are we fixing? We got to well, fix they, you because you they don't are, understand. Exactly. But, right? but, it's, but, but I also want to say that it's not only a child. The P persistent means it goes into adulthood. We have a lot of trans people who live as the word is stealth, S-T-E-A-L-T-H, mm. meaning that they will never tell you for fear of the the danger of being yeah. killed, of being kicked out. 33% of houseless youth today, 33% of houseless youth today are LGBTQ kids. Mm -hmm. And those are only those that raise their hands. Many will never tell you because they don't want you to abuse them and kill them. Black transgender women, my child, have the highest rate of homicide. They're killing them. Why? Because we have men who want to live on the down low. They have sex with them. They see them. They think they are women. Then they have sex with them. Then they kill them because they have this shame. Oh my God, what did I just do? How dare I, you know, have sex with this person? I thought she was a girl. And, I, and then, I, then it's about them. And then they feel so much shame that they kill the person. Listen, come out of your own closet. Yeah. Live your life. Don't right. kill somebody. My child is on her way to Florida today. She's a she's a lecturer. She teaches um, students SATs. She teaches math and science and English and music because she's a Stanford-trained, award-winning person. She, she got a full scholarship to Stanford yeah. for music performance. When, uh, she actually went in for science, for, for computer science and technology, but then she switched to, to music. But she got the award of excellence from when she was graduating from Stanford for the best student uh, graduation from the year of 2020. Wow. The point I'm making is it's a smart person, right? But today there's a travel advisory to the state of Florida. And I said, I said, baby girl, are you sure you want to go? You know what she said? She said, mom, I've never been happier than I've been in my life living now as my true person. What's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. Imagine your child telling you that what's going to happen is going to happen because she yeah. is so confident in being finally who she is. She's like, you know what? Let it happen. But I'm not going to not be who I am. I'm not going to not live my life for fear of, you know what I mean? Like, think about that. Jesus did the same thing. Jesus said, you know what? Let what's happened is going to happen. I'm going to get killed, but I'm still going to take the message that I was given to, to deliver to the people. He She's knew he was going to be jail, killed. Right? She's been let out of jail. She's been in jail for all this time. Well, yeah, in, in a, yeah. I right. mean, I get, I get that picture. Yes. The point is that they're finally free. And that's what right. I want to tell parents. I said, parents that want to mourn and cry and make a big fuss about, oh, my child is, is transgender. Oh, my goodness, my child is trans. I want those parents to understand that your child is finally being their true selves. So rather than crying and mourning an expectation, because that's what it was on your part. You were expecting your child to be someone else. Your child is actually this person. My kids said, why don't the parents celebrate right. the child's authenticity? Right. I, why I are they, think, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I think, yes, celebrate, but I also mourn. 
right? Because that's part of it. I, I think to suppress our emotions, like we're talking about sharing and being true to our emotions. Mm -hmm. So there does likely need to be a period of mourning mm -hmm. because of the expectation. You know, you had, let's say you had a daughter mm -hmm. and now you have a son, right? It's still the same person but the expectations yes. of shopping for the wedding dress mm -hmm. or with the baby and you know maybe there will be still be a baby you know yeah but um so i think there has to be a, a period of mourning and not necessarily feeling that because you feel sad that you're not supported because i've yeah. definitely heard that from parents that yeah. am i not being supportive because i mourn the change from being having a daughter to now having a son. I think you're right in the sense that the parents should ask themselves that question. What I, for the, this is the woman who took off running after she heard the news. So I'm not here mm -hmm. to say, I'm not here to invalidate their emotions. What I'm mm -hmm. here to do is shine light on the fact that in my case, my child finally told me at the age of 22, for 22 years, she's been living a falsehood. And so me giving you permission to mourn also means that you, as the parent, might end up mourning indefinitely. And so the whole idea is for you to ask yourself, did you assign the wrong gender to begin with? And if you did, which is what it is, then, then don't blame yourself. Don't make it something negative. Because some parents don't have a child to mourn. The kid already took their life. 48% right. of these kids are seriously considered suicide in the last 12 months. So if your child is still alive, you need to ask yourself, how long is the mourning going to be? And if you're, if you're going to mourn at all, and if you're going to say, well, for how long, then maybe, maybe you shouldn't mourn at all. Because my idea is to educate parents now so that in the future, we now start thinking about what we never thought about before. I'm not saying I didn't mourn. I'm saying that my child corrected me to say, well, mom, let's talk about this mourning for a minute. If the parent wants to mourn, what they're doing is the whole time they are mourning, they are not celebrating their child though. And the child is finally, like your, your husband said, free. And so let's go back and analyze our, our, what's behind the emotion. That's all I'm saying. By all means, express your emotions. But maybe you need a coach or a therapist or somebody to help you work right. through it. Because some, I had a father in my Facebook community that attempted suicide because his only son wow. said he's gay. He wasn't even trans. A black man because he made it mean something so horrendous, so bad. That yeah. he attempted. I want you to just just take just take a moment and hear me, which is why I said I'm not asking you to not mourn. Mourn if you want to. What I'm saying is, let us be careful when I, when you, when you empower someone to mourn. The child is alive. The child has two eyes, ten fingers, ten toes. The child has not been diagnosed with cancer. You know what I mean? Like there's so much right. more things you can be mourning. Except that the child right. has said, okay, this is who I am. And it all comes down to what are you making it mean? If you make it mean, wow, finally you're free, then there's no room for mourning. If you make it mean, oh my God, what are my friends going to say? What are my parents? Say? Then you're making it about you. Right. 
That's what I mean by the, the whole morning thing. I'm not, are you kidding me? I'm a Nigerian Catholic immigrant. I was like, oh my God, what does this mean, right? And until it was no longer, what does this mean? Because wait, it means that your child is the daughter you've been praying for, the daughter you've been wanting. Because I sent her a text one time, you know? I said, I'm so happy that you're finally living authentically as a girl. Well, I don't yeah. know what I said. And then she yeah. said, no, I think I said, I've always wanted a daughter. And then she said, mom, he's always had a daughter. <laughs> so let's just think about that. So we parents, we have so many more things to worry about. You just hit on the key, key factor in my opinion. Yeah. Because I've had my daughter every once in a while say to me, and I, we learn so much from everybody. And I, like I said, my DNA is I'm a lifelong learner. My spidey senses are always up. What can I learn? And one day she says to me, and I don't remember what it's about. She's like, Dad, it's not always about you. Oh, my God. That and is so that true. Really, the thing that really drives me and I think is you hit on it. I'd have to go back and look at the tape. But you <laughs> you were talking about, and what I do is at the end of the day, parents, I'm going to send this out to all the parents. I'm going to say, parents. Don't you want your children just to be happy? Happy, yes. Whether they're, you know, yes. things can always be worse when you're in yes. a situation like myself or Dr. Z. We've had our adversities. And when you're standing at the bottom and looking up, you're like, well, things could always, even though I'm at the, I think I'm at the bottom, things could always still be worse. Be worse, so yes. There's always people out there that are going to have it worse than you. But we learn so much from all these I things. It. I love it. Right? I love that because this is my new book that's going to be dropping later in the summer. The, nice. first, okay. the first line at the back here says, Mom, it's not about you. That's exactly Bam. what my that's, ex, <laughs> that's exactly what my kid said to me. She was like, Mom. It's not about you. Cause I was like, what are my friends going to say? How am I going to tell your Nana? How, you know, she was like, mom, for once. Wow. You're not the center of attraction. And I think parents, <laughs> parents, I mean, attention, parents must understand that. Now I can talk to them blue in the face. There'll be some parents who will never agree with me. And those right. are not my clients and that's okay. I'm not here to change everyone. I'm right. not even here to change anyone at all. I'm just asking you to think about it where you dig your heels in. What really is driving that action? Mm. Well, I because believe that you're picking up some sand dollars, right? Have you heard the sand dollar story <laughs> where, you know, the grandpa's picking up the sand dollars and he throws them back into the ocean and the, the kids like grandpa, there's thousands of them. There are millions of them. What difference is that going to make? He goes, Flips another one in there and says, for that one, it did. For that one. Right? Well, actually, I think it's the kid. <laughs> the kid was throwing the sand dollars. But no, I was going to say, so you mentioned that even when your child was two or three, you could see that there were tendencies there. Yes. So, I told, yes. I told my yeah. mother. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. So when do you as a parent, do you bring it up? Do you just lay silent and let them tell you when it's time to it. disclose you know what's the best way that is a million dollar question and you okay. know the, answer, the answer the answer to every million dollar question is it depends 
<laughs> and I say that because your role as a parent, and if you listen to my second TEDx talk, you hear me say your role is to just be an ally. If you notice it, do not go out of your way to antagonize it, which is what I did. Mm. I went out of my way to say, I will do whatever I have to do so that this kid stops acting like a girl. I said that. I did that. Okay. So your role as a parent is to not antagonize what you see. Because in any other realm, if your child was picking up on musical, I don't know, notes, you will encourage the child to play the piano. You wouldn't say, oh my God. Don't play piano because musicians are poor. No, you will say, oh, do you want to, would, would you like piano lessons? Sure. So you can always, you can, and this is, this is just me telling you now, you can, if you notice it and the relationship is such that, like I said, it depends that there's that openness of communication. Mm -hmm. You can ask the child indirectly, like, you know, there's been so much talk about anti-LGBT this, anti-LGBT that. Do you have any friends who are queer? Yeah. You know, I would yeah. like for them to come and I just want to meet them and get to know them. What you've done is you've planted the seeds in your child. Like, oh, first of all, you're woke, right? <laughs> because you're aware. And then secondly, ooh, you're actually inviting. So my second TED Talk talks about inviting in versus coming out. You need to create a safe space in your home for your child to invite you in. Ultimately, yeah. it is up to them to tell you. The only reason my child never told me was because my home was not welcoming. I was overtly transphobic. I was overtly homophobic. The child could see me doing all these things, saying all these things. No child is gonna tell you that they are because you might kick them out. Right. Nobody wants to be homeless. So I'm saying this with all of my full chest, like we say in Nigeria. If you notice your child has a tendency, do not antagonize. Have the conversation with yourself and your significant, significant other. This is what I notice about this kid. You know, what if? And then just have an open mind and just start raising the child. What if? And if the child is, let me tell you something. Your child is going to be gay whether they came out through your VJJ or came out through mm -hmm. Dr. Zelda's VJJ. The point I'm trying to make, your child is gay, is, is independent of the parents. So if your child came from another parent, they will still be gay. And so you, your job is to encourage the child to just be their full and whole and complete self. And maybe they might even invite you in sooner. But my kid changed the entire pronouns on Twitter, blocked me out of Twitter because she was living her authentic self in college. But every yeah. time she came back home, I put up this wall. So I never yeah. found out. I found out during the graduation at the award ceremony when wow. the announcer was saying, they this and they that for the award. And I was like, uh, I said, son, who are all these people getting this, getting the award? I thought it was just you. Because <laughs> who are all these people? That is a true statement. And then my wow. middle child was down and said, mom, I think it's because such and such is non-binary. I'm like, what is that? What is non-binary? Yeah. That is how I found out. 
Wow. For all I know, my kid could be dead by now if I if I hadn't found her because I was not supportive. I that's why I say what I say that it's I'm not here to say don't go through your emotions. I'm saying don't make it about you. There are two different things. If your right. sister, Me? if your if your sister is getting married, your best friend of all time, and you start crying and antagonizing her getting married, you're not going to be invited to the wedding. Right. Because you have negative energy. The same thing. Right. Your child is not going to invite you into their world because you're not earning your invitation. Now, making your sister's wedding about you is like, oh, but you're going to leave. Oh, but you're going to live so far away. Oh, my goodness. I won't be able to see my nieces and nephews. Oh my, Nobody's going to invite you versus, oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. We get to come visit a new town. Oh, my God. And I'm going to get nieces and nephews. You see the same oh, yeah. thing? It's two different reactions, but it's the same neutral circumstance my sister is getting married i'm going to change her name yes i'm going to change her name and you have to get a new name yep. you have to maybe new pronouns which is another day's yep. podcast interview <laughs> that's another day but um here's some forward progress meet them where they stand absolutely forward together through <clears throat> unconditional love yeah. empathy compassion understanding acceptance give me 10 minutes and i'll come up with 50 more but here's the beautiful thing about what you said and i'd say this i use this example all the time dr zeldon i know you attended my class so you probably know the answer if you see this flask laying at the side of the road you're gonna say oh somebody lost their flask so we have been using they them pronouns in singular forever it's just that now your child says, well, I would prefer to be known as they, them, and now you have a problem with it. But when you don't know people's pronouns, you're actually supposed to default with they, them until you know. Mm. So, so the knowledge, we're learning all these things as we, as we go along. And I am here for all of it. I'm so excited at just what the next 20, 30 years will be because these children of yeah. nowadays, they are more accepting, thankfully, the millennials and the Gen Zers, they are so open. They are so much more accepting, except that they have You're access to guns. You're just getting started. It sounds yes. like to me. You're just getting yes. started on this new chapter of your journey. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What, what, what is a, the most, maybe the most common question that the parents have that come to you? Is there like a common theme or is it, probably runs the gamut, I would guess, but mm -hmm. do you start to see? Yes. So the question is what, yeah, the question is what your, your husband mentioned earlier on, or rather Professor P, I'm not, Professor P mentioned earlier on, um, it, it kind of alluded to that. The, the question is usually how can I, help me understand this? How can I support mm -hmm. the child? And the yeah. answer to that is how can you accept yourself? Mm. What the parents do is they replace their kids in the closet. When the, cl when the kid yeah. comes out of the proverbial closet, the parent runs and hides because there's a combination of guilt, shame, and um, fear. There's three emotions are leading. So they hide. They don't want to talk about it. They don't. So, yeah. so you can't accept, affirm, support, understand what you have not even allowed yourself to first analyze now you suddenly become a parent of a transgender child what does that mean to you yeah mm. it's like thinking about your child has i'm going to use 
neurodiversity or autism as an example, because people know that more. Your child has just been diagnosed with autism. You don't go run and hide. You go say, okay, what does it mean? How can I help the child, right? That's what you, that's what you say. Except when it's, in, when it's LGBTQIA, PP, whatever, whatever, you're like, oh, oh my God. People are going to think I'm a bad parent. Like my ex was going to say that I made the child gay. You know, things like that. So once you run away from the information, you're not going to... So they come and say, how can I accept my child? I don't know. I said, well, first of all, let's, let's start with you accepting you. Yeah. That is the whole thing. So, but I do have a hard stop. I'm happy to come back to do part two if y'all want. This is, um, this is, like I said, this is something that definitely I know, like I said, it's not a conversation that you can start and really finish because there's so many layers. We haven't even talked about gender fluidity. We didn't talk about sexual fluidity. The fact that gender is different from sexuality, or that gender identity is different from sexuality. People, people think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. You can have a transgender person who is gay. Think about that. Right. You can have a trans there's person, a, yes, who is bisexual. There's a total like, master class in all of yes. this. You, know, you can have yeah. multiple, yeah. probably a dozen episodes or so, and you yeah. still would be, there would be so I'm much. I still more have more. Because, because well, remember, I'm also not transgender. I, I always, I'm saying this from a, the, the privilege of a cisgendered woman who just happens yeah. to have a child who is trans. I'm not trans. Imagine if you were talking to a trans person. There's so much more okay. for me to learn. Yes. Yeah, right. So well, thank you, you so much, Dr. Dr. Lulu. You're appreciate this. Appreciate this podcast interview. Yes, look forward to part two because this is such a, an amazing topic and so relevant, um, so relevant. To, to what we're facing. I know you have to go. Any parting thoughts? 60 seconds. Yeah. Well, I have my first ever three-day challenge coming up. It's titled okay. All About Your Child's Gender. It's going to be three days. We're going to literally talk all about your child's gender. I want the parents to come and ask me any and every question you have because I, I can't remember everything. So it's, right. yeah. it's a, the last weekend in May. I have a free okay. face. It's free. It's, I have a Facebook page for that and um uh, maybe i'll give you all the link but literally the facebook page yeah. is a group is called all i think it's called about your child's gender so just if you look okay. that up okay. you'll find it and then just join and there's an opportunity for for vip tickets for that so that maybe you, you those okay. people will get a half a free half hour with me no well okay. for vip you get a half hour with me one-on-one -on -one to talk about your own particular issue okay. what exactly yeah but um, i'm excited about that it's the first time i've ever done that i'm, I'm just like thankful that the idea came to me this past weekend i'm like you know what let's nice. do it let's do it so thank you so okay. much okay so what we will do is we will put all of your links and all of that yeah. in the comments 15 seconds what's the easiest way for people to reach out and get a hold of you i like linkedin because boom you can get a message yeah something. linkedin is good but i prefer instagram so my instagram okay. is at dr lulu talk radio because i have a radio show so dr lulu talk okay. radio and it's also the same thing for my twitter and my youtube channel and you can go on my youtube channel and get dozens of free videos on my youtube page because i talk about this all day every day on my youtube channel so if you go with and ask um, at dr lulu talk radio you can you can pretty much pull up those three places and then if you look up dr lulu really i'm the most popular dr lulu on the internet so you can find nice. everything okay. about me so i appreciate awesome. that good for you okay Thank well i mean i was i was interviewed by oprah so i am i'm very popular wow. I'm everybody that's i want to meet oprah <laughs>
Yes. Tell her I, so, I want to meet her next time yes. you talk to her. I will. I will. So, yes. All right. And as always, thank you in advance. <laughs> Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Yeah. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Yeah. Yeah, we're thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Yeah. We're thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Yeah. I was thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing.